Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of Four Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. And that means here on the bridge as well is Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landon. 
happy to be walking around the bridge, staring out the windows, hands clasped behind my back, That's looking thoughtfully. Only way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's that Tarkin pose. <laughs> it's that even Vader, I got to imagine when he's staring out, yeah. his hands are behind the cape. <laughs> That's right. It's it's regulation. <laughs> it's Imperial regulation. regulation. How do you stand on the bridge, Jennifer? My first thought again to the intro was, yeehaw! So, <laughs> <laughs> You're somehow riding the bridge? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, like <laughs> the a, Imperials would do away with me real quick. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's like a good Stanley Kubrick uh, movie there. Right? Yeah, right. maybe that's what Bosk is saying when he yeah. growls. Maybe he's saying, yeehaw! <laughs> Ha, in Trandoshan. <laughs> I was uh, on Twitch this week talking about, someone asked me, what other than uh, Captain Tarples, what's your favorite Gungan? And I said, Boss Nass. And someone said, what about Bosk Nass? Can we combine the two? And I said, we can. We can. We can sure. now. I like yes. that. Science can do that <laughs> horrifying experiment. Yeah. That could work. Welcome, everybody, to episode 155. We are going to dive into love. <laughs> love. <laughs> love will keep us together now. Star Wars and romance do go hand in hand, and we have talked about that before in the feed because it's such a big thing, but we're going to roll up our sleeves in honor of Valentine's Day this week and really, <laughs> really get into love. A lot of, a lot of mixed metaphors in this year. I don't know if I'm comfortable. Um, and we're going we're gonna to ask a lot of questions about love and Star Wars. That's right. Does it belong? What belongs? What's to come? What has been? All those things, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But before we do that, we always like to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audio audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we'll have our Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out. Uh, Star Wars adventures, life adventures, a lot going on. Uh, Joseph, I'll start with you because we shared an adventure. We I know did. That. But what other adventures do you have? Uh, yeah, well, we had some martini adventures. That was yeah. pretty great. Fun. I really yeah. liked that. Yep, yep. Uh, Went to the smokehouse, world famous smokehouse. Yeah, which I have not smokehouse. been to. Yeah, yeah. Where is it's that? Uh, it's in Burbank. Yeah, yeah right bottom, by, bottom of Barham. I know where that is. I've driven by there for years. Yeah. yeah. Next time we're, you're gonna go to the team. You gotta go to the team dinner. Yeah, oh, that sounds so much Record fun. Record a live cocktail. It's yeah, it's oh, just wow. such a like a uh, supper club jazz cocktails. Mm. Uh, I had the Sinatra dish that Sinatra allegedly created, which oh, was delicious. Gosh. Good yeah. job, Frank Sinatra. Thank you mm. for He's your wonderful pasta too. steak dish. <laughs> your steak Sinatra. Yeah, it was very very good. A uh, ton of great cocktails. I did not have any big Star Wars adventures this week. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. This is a weird uh, weird week for me where I did not have time to play Battlefront Two. I don't ever have time to play Battlefront yeah, Two, yeah. but I actually. <laughs> <laughs> followed that truth, <laughs> my truth this week. Uh, been practicing for this uh, Gallifrey One Doctor Who convention. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Doing a couple of shows there. So been working on that and started rewatching Game of Thrones to get ready for the big, yeah. uh, big finale season. So I haven't had the quality Star Wars time that I should. But uh, last night, my wife and I watched, I think, three episode of, uh, episodes of Game of Thrones in a row. And then we're like, oh, and we should watch Star Wars Resistance. So it was like a sweet little cherry on top of a very, very dark Sunday. Yeah, that is is an awesome change. I have not started my Game of Thrones rewatch, and I plan to. I am reading Fire and Blood, so I know what you mean, where it's like I'm shifting gears a little bit. Yeah. Getting back into Star Wars or Game of Thrones season. All over the map. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, But I really enjoyed Resistance uh, this week, really getting into that uh, full First Order conflict and making it real. It was one of my favorite episodes, I'll say, because it, it was a little different in uh, tone to me. Like, not different in tone, but like slower, took some time. Yeah. And still had some funny hijinks. And Kaz, there's some great 
physical comedy moments. With yeah. Cass. I mean, oh man, the, the Opipit B story that they developed over <laughs> the last two episodes is so beautiful. Uh-huh. I mean, man, uh, somebody should make an Opipit supercut so you can just yep. see it on YouTube because they're track. It, he's a little background character, but now they're tracking his little background story of what's happening to him oh as gosh. the first order invades and he's getting more and more character. And I love him. That's it's great. really good. The poor janitor. Yeah. The poor, poor janitor. janitor. And the, the last thing I did want to say about resistance real quick is they're getting into people's actual like memories and uh, what they believed about the empire and mm-hmm. how they translate mm-hmm. that to the first order, which that is just sort of like, I am in a desert and that is water to me. Like I want uh-huh. that mm. so much more. What are people's perspectives? I mean, three, three major characters ex- touched on it this week, yeah. right? Uh, Doza. Great. Yeah. Doza. Uh, um, Tam. Tam. Yep. And, and Yeager. And I thought Tam's was, is it keeping in line with a lot of the new canon stuff mm-hmm. of the empire kept my dad employed when he couldn't find a job. And as I yeah. Yeager saying, but that was yeah, just but that, that wasn't a good job, actually. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Very deep stuff. Uh, and that's what I love about resistance. So you had a full weekend, sir. I did. I yeah. did. Busy one. How about you? Uh, well, we, the Smokehouse uh, Friday night, see our, our uh, favorite singer, Marvin Robbins, and uh, do his live show. Yeah. Um, a good a good dinner. Leftover garlic bread the yeah, next so day. Good. Yeah. So good, that oh, garlic bread. It, it was, it's to die for. Uh, a lot of busy work, uh, a lot of good stuff. And I did actually have time to play Battlefront, though, Ooh. because I, you know, I stream every now and then. I count it as work, so it feels less guilty. Um, but it's I'm having a lot of fun. It just you hit these veins where sometimes the game does does seem repetitive and boring, and I pull out of it a little bit. And then this last week, I've been craving it. You know, oh, nice, uh, nice. Have a lot of fun getting in there. I'm getting a little, you know, the skills get a little better, so you yeah. feel more confident. Um, and, and having a lot of fun. And at one point, I, I was in a fight as a clone trooper, and I turned the corner, and there was nothing but grievous. Just for <laughs> oh God! And it's terrifying. That yeah, would be terrifying. Yeah. He's yeah. All, there. The, all four blades out. Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. spinning. Yeah. Unrelenting advance. Like yeah. Finding a praying mantis, just staring at you in a hallway. That's <laughs> human size. Coughing and hacking at you. Mm. So a lot of fun there. Other than that, yeah, not much. Uh, I I have a copy of uh, the Padme book. Was it Queen? Shadow? Awesome. Oh, um, Queen Shadow. Be- because I am buried in uh, wonderfully buried in uh, George R. R. Martin's Fire and Blood: History of Targaryens Part One. Woo. Whew, a lot coming. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to get to. We're going to get to it. We'll get, yeah. we'll get to it. Oh, we'll yeah, review we'll that one for that. sure. Yeah, we're going to yeah. get to it because I've been waiting for this one. Me too. Yeah. Jen? I actually had some Star Wars adventures. <gasps> I'm so excited to share with you guys. So, Uh-oh. okay. So, everyone listening, this is this is top secret information that I'm giving you guys right now. <laughs> All right. It's not really that exciting. So, I was at an audition. Ooh, and I'm, I was, An audition? Yeah. Well, a commercial audition. Commercial audition. Yeah. And so, I'm sitting there and there's, there's this uh, pa- fellow parent who was there and a uh, gentleman. And I was looking over his shoulder, looking at his sides, and I saw some things that looked very familiar and I'm like is that Star Wars they didn't have Star Wars anywhere on the script Uh, and I'm like that's gotta be who else is gonna reference these specific things I'm purposely keeping it vague because I don't want to spoil anything and so then I I look up and there's a board with all the different auditions that are there that were being held and sure enough Disney Parks they're casting for a spot (laughs) 
We're going to start seeing commercials oh, wow. very soon. That's a Force yeah. Center exclusive right wow. here. Yeah, because the Galaxy's well, Edge needs to be more advertised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be crowded unless they do spots. Yeah, right. That's, but it's so close, right? June yeah. is so close. Yeah. So they're going to. So they'll, they'll start filming on, uh, on location there, right? A family arrives <laughs> yes. to a galaxy far, far away. Exactly. Oh, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. <sighs> Probably within a, about a month or two, I yeah. bet. But yeah, it took me everything within me to not like crash it. Right. 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 Like, hello. Just, just looking for a mom. Just wander into the wrong room. Oh god! It works for Robert Downey Jr. and Kiss Six Bang Bang. Just oh, just really? slow, slow in there and get cast. You oh. know? Yeah, Legend of John Ratzenberger <laughs> walking back in the room like at the Cheers audition, going like, "You need to know it all at the bar." Yeah, you could have done that. You could have walked in. It's like, oh. you know, you need a you need a Star Wars mom. <laughs> Yeah. So my no. first audition, my second audition was my daughter saw, I was on, looking on Twitter and somebody Ooh. had posted a, a gif of the um, Leia episode from Galaxies of Adventure. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And my daughter was like, Leia, I want to watch that. And I said, well, okay, let's watch it on the TV. And so we, we watched uh, that Leia episode and she was so upset. She's like, oh, I want to see more. <laughs> yeah. She was only a minute long. So we watched it. I don't, I maybe like five or 10 times. Then I was like, well, how about if we watch Lego Star Wars? She's like, yeah, Lego Star Wars. You guys, at this point, I'm just like, this is amazing. <laughs> and we watched this one episode. It was kind of like a movie. It was, I think, about an hour long a season. I don't know which season it is, but this Moxie Freemaker. She's uh, no. like a descendant of the Freemakers. Yeah, I think they moved into like the movies, right? Because I don't think the show is going anywhere. Right. So uh. it's a movie. I highly recommend it. Okay. It was basically a companion piece to the Last Jedi storyline. Really? It Ooh. fills in so many blanks that I'm like, oh, really? okay, interesting. They're going to, okay, you're, this is canon? What is this? Like, I think it's canon adjacent. It's canon it's like, adjacent. It had you know, to have been. That, that's yeah. what's so fun about it, because, like, obviously, everything that happened in the Freemaker Adventures, like, Palpatine and, you know, Vader don't actually have those kind of little, like, spats. Right. Uh, but it, but it's so tied to canon that it makes it fascinating. Oh, it was great. There was, like, it related to Canto Bite, and they they crossed paths Ooh. with Rose and Finn, and, and there was Fathiers. Really? I was so excited to share this with my daughter because she can't watch The Last Jedi. Right, yeah. right. But she loved it. Yeah. Oh, man, it was a dream. <laughs> That was my Star Wars weekend. That's a great That's weekend. A big one. That's a good weekend. My, my final note, well, you said like people, some people can't watch The Last Jedi different for your daughter. Other people just don't like it. Right. I got I got drunk at my friend's birthday party because his wife makes particularly strong sangria, and I just uh, started getting in arguments with people there <laughs> with Star Wars, which is not something I normally do. Uh, because I like, hey, like what you like and hate what you hate. I'm, I'm not here. But they started coming after me. <gasps> Why? 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 And what's your excuse for solo? And oh. I was too much sangria, <laughs> so I became wow. an internet comment board myself. <laughs> but but it was kind of freeing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to just let loose with all that sangria, uh, let go. So we of your some, sangria. Let go. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Drink the fruit. Um, <laughs> so we had a busy weekend, but we're happy to be with all of you here for Four Center. Like I said, we're going to talk about romance, but uh, news. Uh, it it it's slow, but also little things trick out and and uh, enough to talk about there, Jen. Right? We we, we yeah. got stuff to dig into. We got some stuff. Uh, would you be surprised if I told you that there were more special guests <laughs> announced for Star Wars Celebration? No. Well, guess what? You're gonna hear them. Uh, this badge has a lot of fan favorites like Star Wars Resistances, Donald Faison, mm-hmm. Draco Malfoy's father, Jason Isaacs. <laughs> Sorry, that's how I know him. But yeah. he also voiced uh, the Grand Inquisitor on Star Wars Rebels. Uh, Vanessa Marshall, who played Hera Syndulla. 
uh, on Rebels, Myrna Velasco, who voices Toradoza in Resistance, Kat Tabor, who voiced Padme in The Clone Wars and also in Forces of Destiny, uh, D. Bradley Baker, who seriously voices everything. He is a voiceover legend and my hero. Uh, and the list continues on. But the man who has become a beloved staple at Celebration will be making an appearance in Chicago. The OG Chewbacca himself, Peter Mayhew, will be in the top's autograph area have either of you met peter mayhew yeah you did yeah oh my gosh long time a long time ago yeah he's probably one of like the first like true famous people that i met Mm -hmm. i mean famous me he's at he came to the convention that i do every year in minneapolis Mm, like 2002 and it was like a big get for them at the time uh because michael sheard had come the wow. year before, and that was really cool. And then he was like, hey, Peter, you do the convention circuit. This one's really fun. It's a little one, but it, yeah. And I just remember when I got to meet him, just looking up into those eyes. Because mm. I had been thinking, like, you know, I know Peter Mayhew, he's, he's in the suit. He obviously does an amazing job. He brought all this personality. But, like, am I going to feel like I'm seen? And then I just saw those eyes and, like, yep, that's Chewbacca. I'm <gasps> looking into Chewbacca's eyes. Yeah. Wow. It's powerful. Oh, that's so neat. I uh, I have not. I've been a random, uh, and I had a chance at the last Jedi premiere. It was towards the end of the night, and Mark Ellis from Collider Shmos was there, and he wanted to run up and meet Kelly Marie Tran, which he did, mm. and she was a delight, and I was just kind of standing there, and I look over, and Peter Mayhew was uh, in his wheelchair. You know, he's not as mobile now, all by himself, and I thought, <gasps> go talk to Chewbacca. I, he looked so miserable and tired, not like he was unhappy to mm. be there, but just like, I need to go back to my hotel room. <laughs> yeah. And I just stood over there. I had a drink in my hand. I just remember looking over and he, we made eye contact and like the chewy eyes is a, yeah. is a real thing. And I just remember, I, I can't do this to him. <laughs> I can't do this to him. Yeah. Enjoy it's your night, my sir. my gift to you. <laughs> yeah. I shall not speak with you. I yeah. have that feeling. So that's that as close as I got. Maybe yeah. maybe it's celebration. I'll head over to the top trading area. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll, I'll yeah. meet him. But uh, I want to meet Michael Pennington. Moth oh, yes, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that in the Star Wars show, and I was like, well, yeah. well, well interesting. My years of a Ger Gerard fan <laughs> will finally uh, lead to this. <laughs> Maybe there will be a Ger Gerard flash mob <laughs> where we're all just running around trying to finish the Death Star. I'm, oh. I'm going to tell him how in uh, my senior year, when I was learning calligraphy in my art class, I uh, or my junior year, I... Uh, put his quote from the novel. In, I need more men. Uh, I need more men. No, <laughs> the, the great men never hurry. Great men cause others to hurry. Quote okay. from the Jedi novel. Wow. I made a little thing in an oh, art piece. I don't nice. know where that is. It's probably in a fridge somewhere. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's great. That's a great quote. And I'll probably be like, you're the one. <laughs> hmm. Boy, so many exciting special guests. <laughs> Serious FOMO. But that's okay. Everyone was excited about IgerCon last week, but it turned out to be... <laughs> A little boring. Uh, During the Disney earnings call, Bob Iger did give some insight into the future of video games. He acknowledged that while Disney has been good at making movies, TV shows, uh, the three parks, cruise ships, they've never been particularly good at publishing video games. So they'll continue to license the Star Wars brand to EA and potentially others, but invest their money elsewhere. During the EA's earnings call, they had one too, their CEO said that the uh, Jedi Fallen Order game is very far along in development and the game truly captures the fantasy of becoming a Jedi and we will have a lot more to share soon. So we could see gameplay in the coming months. Maybe we'll see something at Celebration. That might be exciting. I would imagine so. Yeah, Yeah, right? 
that far along. I thought that was really interesting. I, I like, I listened to the call. Did you guys listen to the call? I did not. I couldn't. I did. <laughs> yeah. Now that I listened to it, I streamed it live on Twitch. You did? I hope the FBI doesn't come after me. Oh or something. my gosh. <laughs> I put my phone on my chest and had my headphone and me and my, my Twitch streamers just listened to it for an hour. That's great. That's great. It was not, I was listening. The beginning part was like, and da, 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 da. it was like so boring. It's like every me. boring business meeting we've all been a part of. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This one was mostly, it, this was an earnings call, so it was yeah. mostly looking back, exactly. right? So, I mean, that it, as we all uh, figure out the mysteries of IgerCon and our, yeah. our skills at predicting when things are going to drop, I think we've learned that earnings calls are looking backwards mm-hmm. right. and don't trust Anthony Daniels. Never trust <laughs> in terms of dropping Star Wars news. Yeah, I have an idea now of uh, what I think he's hinting about. Oh yeah, oh. is it an on-air share? Is it an off-air share? I don't know. Okay. Well, look, let's put two and two together. I mean, they're yeah. shooting Disney Parks commercials. Yeah, so you think he's got some <laughs> content? Maybe he has at a little Disney. cameo in a commercial or something. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. Because it's like the, he said, like you guys are looking the wrong way in yeah. terms of like trailers and teasers. Yeah. And he even said there was a last uh, the last tweet that he. He said it's he's like oh a message about, about trav oh tra- so maybe like travel travel yeah maybe you can spend extra to get him to be with you at c3po at the hotel oh yeah <laughs> like <Just if> watch <laughs> you stay at that star wars theme <laughs> hotel you can pay like an extra five hundred thousand dollars yeah. in c3po actually anthony daniels in <laughs> oh costume my gosh. will be with you the entire That's, weekend uh, someone would pay it oh yeah yeah and as far as uh you know uh, IgerCon uh, patent pending, which is <laughs> yes. we're trying to, uh, uh, you know, we love like uh, Joseph coined that uh, uh, a while ago. Yeah. Yes, you did. Uh, so if you hear it out there, please let everyone know it's uh, it's, it's it's originated here. We're gonna have to uh, file some paperwork. We'll do uh, a t-shirt. We'll do a t-shirt. T-shirt. Yeah. Um, but happy. Uh, but I think the the thing that we that came about because. Bob just seems to say what he wants to say. Well, yeah, like mm-hmm. information that used to be presented to fans first is being presented to money people first money. by Bob Iger, it seems <laughs> right. like, whenever he wants. Right. And the idea, not fact, as far we don't know it, but it, it seems as though sometimes Lucasfilm is unaware he's going to say it. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm going to put on my little Sherlock Holmes deerstalker cap yeah. and the fact that he says it, and then a half an hour to an hour later, there's a Star Wars show update that's just Andy Gutierrez who lives, who lives in the there. Bay Area. And Carboni has and to Carboni fly Carboni does not, <laughs> you know, and, putting and the it, detective work together. I think it's yeah. like, he said a thing, get into the studio. Get in the studio. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yes, ha- you know, doing a lot of those YouTube update videos where it's like, God bless Eddie. It's just, just repeating what Bob said with no other additional facts or information. Yeah. <laughs> I right. think you're right. Yeah. So that's yeah. part of the reason we, we talk about that. And, and to think I got caught, it was fun. It was fun to get caught up in it, but perspective is i don't think at any point bob Iger is going to text uh, anthony daniels and say <laughs> i'm gonna drop something tomorrow why don't you uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't thinking of anthony daniels is having his finger on the pulse i think for mm. all of us mm. we're, we're really excited for the title right we're mm. really excited for more star wars news. it just seemed be, like you know. there was too many different things coming together yes exactly yeah but you know it was a prophecy that was misread <laughs> by the star wars fan community <laughs> mace, mace window <laughs> just does the big mace nod of his head mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was fun though. So, so I was gonna log off Twitch. I was playing Battlefront, and someone was like, uh, "The call's going on." And I, I have that Robinhood app. I invest some stocks. I'm like, "Oh, I can just press the button." So we oh, listened. Cool. So we listened to the whole thing, and we were having fun. We were joking around. It was great with the, to be the fans. But then to start going to the questions, I'm like, "All right, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Someone could ask." But you forget all the questions are. All right, we're good. 
Uh, next call. Hi, this is uh, Doug Savinsky from Federal Credit Bank. <laughs> yes. And it's like, we want to know about your capital and your leveraging of your transparency of your monthly book. And it's like, all right, these guys don't even watch Star Wars. So yeah. what do we do? So yeah. it, it became its own comedy. It was fun. That's awesome. Oh That's awesome. We'll have the next one. We'll stream it here in four seconds. <laughs> Very excited about Jedi Fallen Order there. Yeah, yes. right? the, the hope that it will be this year is so exciting. Yeah. I'm so anxious to play that game. Yeah. They described it as, you'll feel what it's like to become a Jedi. Oh, that yeah. sounds, I mean, they always say that kind of stuff. Sure. But hopefully they're right. It sounds so great. <laughs> You're so right. This time they really mean it. Yeah. I don't fall for game trailers, not just stars, anything where it's just like, wow. And then you get on the game. You're like, oh, that was a movie. Yeah, yeah. it's a video game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a video game. Well, last week, I personally started seeing a lot of episode nine leaks being reported on various oh, Star Wars so sites. Sorry, That's okay. In my Twitter feed by people I don't even follow. Uh, I'm not going to mention what spoilers I saw online, but there were a lot. So I wanted to discuss with you guys your thoughts on this spoiler culture. I feel like this happens every time there's a Star Wars movie. I remember with Rogue One, there were a lot of leaks. And I feel yep. like episode nine has been particularly good about not having mm-hmm. it. So all of us, I think that like last week or the week before, we're like, wow, they're really keeping a tight lid. And then this past week, it's like, whoa, Some yeah. somebody got through. Got through yeah. 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 So what, how do you guys feel about that? How are you guys going to proceed? Because we have a long way until December. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I did a Star Wars counseling about this a while ago because uh, somebody had the really fun grievance of like, how can I keep listening to Force Center? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know anything about episode nine. You know, I think we've all kind of discussed the, those different levels of information. Mm-hmm. There's the like, oh, well, Lucasfilm announced that. Yes. And maybe some fans are like, I just don't want to know anything. I know it's official. It's a trailer. Uh, and then, you know, there's gray area stuff like, oh, it's it's on the back of a Lego box. Right. whatever you know mm-hmm. and you can infer things and then there's the just like somebody actively successfully broke through layers and layers of protection to take something from lucasfilm that's insane and then share it with people who did not ask to see it now right. i know some fans want to see it and everybody's a different kind of fan but for me it's the sort of like i want the storytellers to tell me the story the way they want to tell me the story mm-hmm. and I don't want somebody else to decide how I hear the story mm-hmm. which is why I really don't like mm-hmm. seeing tweets where like hey if you choose to get that information great but please don't blast it to me because I want it as much as possible I respect your choice I want you to respect my choice right of not knowing right yeah I, I echo all of that and and it's a, it's a different like exactly it's theft it's theft and i try not to you know like that's not for us to see trailers are different and i know some people thinking of christian ruvacombo over the wanger show does not want to see any frame of any trailer yep. and because trailers have changed over the years and and they maybe give away stuff and so and i i respect that i love getting geeked up for the the trailers the star wars stuff beyond just being part of what we do here but yeah there's also something about storytelling now, too, in the movies where I don't, you know, I jokingly call it the Game of Thrones factor, but even Lost before that and other stuff where built into these stories are big plot twists or things you didn't yeah. expect. Mm-hmm. And so if there's any hints to that, I don't, I just, I want to experience it in a pure form. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and, and respect anyone. I know some people, um, Mark Riley at Clatter, he he does. He doesn't. He doesn't seek these ones out. But if yeah. someone tells him something or something I heard, he'll go. Yeah, tell me because he he doesn't he doesn't mind it that way, and he mm-hmm. likes to experience it. Uh, he doesn't take away from his experience watching it live. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of you listening who are probably that too. But yeah, I, it's a different time. I don't want anything to do with it. 
I just want to be as, as, as blind as I can. Yeah. Yeah. And Jennifer, did was part of it for you just like the Twitter's got this new mechanism where it's show, if you follow someone, it's showing their conversation with somebody you I, don't follow. I right. Don't so did, yeah. did, was it for you like the cumulative um, sort of people talking publicly and taking away a little bit of your decision of whether or not to look at it? Yeah. And I think it's like they, they feel like they're not really giving spoilers, but they're giving enough of a general description of if you were to click on this link or follow this rabbit hole, here's what you're going to see. Okay. So it's like, well, all right. And so then I got to the point where I'm like, okay, let me just, let me see. And I saw a little bit of something that I was like, how did I look? Why did I do that? I had done that. Yeah. I think Force Awakens, I was like, the movie, I'll forget it by the time That's the movie comes out. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I won't forget that. Nope. No. And Nine is so secret. I mean, it's it's one of the more secretive sets we've ever seen. Yes. Or there yeah. was, someone got fired recently at ESPN for leaking some stuff. Oh, at ESPN? ESPN. And what is happening, and I love this as a Game of Thrones fan, uh, they're Tyrion Lannister in it. They're intentionally <laughs> releasing some things that are false and uh, finding the track. Finding Ooh, who is saying it. that's so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and someone good behind the scenes at ESPN got fired for, for leaking some stuff. So Oof. wow, that's awesome. <laughs> and yeah. The fact that that stuff still got passed, it's like oh, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to look at it. Yeah, like Click, how, yeah. How did that? Be a knock ha- yeah. on my door. Yeah, I was lucky. I heard discussion of leaks, but I didn't see any of the actual yeah, content. So yeah, yeah. And I, I understand the argument of like, well, you know, if you don't want to know what happens on Walking Dead on Sunday night, don't be on Twitter on sure. Sunday night. Right. But like, social media for a lot of us is a part of our life. That's just like saying. Don't leave your home for a week to just say, don't, you know, you can't just not be on social media until right. episode nine comes out. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, you'd be peaceful and happy if you did that, but yeah, that's yeah. not my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Game of Thrones, wait, wait till the next morning to log on. That's different than someone sending you an article link. Yeah. With DMs. And I get some of that stuff in DMs too. Don't do that people. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to see. Oh, okay. What does Tesla have to do with Star Wars? Who knows? But, he, <laughs> but Elon, <laughs> Elon Musk recently paid a visit to the Mandalorian set. Musk posted a photo on Twitter of him on set holding a huge blaster rifle. No one knew what he was up to. I won't even get into the caption. Uh, but a few days, <laughs> but a few days later, John Favreau shared a pic of him and Musk and said, "Quote: Discussing hyperdrive technology on set." End quote. Whether Elon Musk just stopped by the set or has a cameo in the show like he had in Iron Man 2, we will have to wait and see. I don't think he's a consultant. Uh, there was also a photo of him sitting, oh, Elon Musk sitting next to George Lucas at an event I oh, saw wow. recently. So he's definitely kind of making the Star Wars rounds. I feel like the Mandalorian's been getting a lot of visitors. What, what do we make? <laughs> is it just because Elon Musk is kind of friends with John Favreau that he stopped by or uh, yeah I would think know, so the, the cameo in Iron Man 2 is interesting like, oh will that happen but yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I mean Elon Musk is obviously just kind of culturally uh, with no judgment anyway or not uh, kind of going through some stuff man yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's everywhere doing everything uh, <laughs> trying new things trying new things so yeah. like yeah I don't I don't know I hope he plays an alien who's vaping I think that's <laughs> that would be great I think yeah. that would be great for him <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it does it seems like it, all of it makes sense for me almost more from Favreau's perspective that like he's having the time of his life. This is a dream project and he is happy to welcome people to come check out what's happening at this awesome, unbelievable party he's mm-hmm. having. That is the set of the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the way it comes what a, off to me. What a party. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. It does kind of seem like he's kind of, I don't want to say showing off, because but he's like really proud and excited and like- Wants to share, yeah. Yeah, wants and to mean, share. Yeah, I don't mean party that it's not professional, but just like it seems like he is having a good time and he yeah. wants to share it with people. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm and, making a Star Wars. I know. <laughs> and supposedly he's like doing some really uh, innovative tech or something or other. That's what people have mentioned before. So maybe he's particularly excited to share with Elon Musk. Hey, check out this nerdy thing I'm right. developed. I don't he's know. Gotten, there's an underground train fight. <laughs> And Elon Musk is really interested in that oh since he boy. loves underground trains. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Taika Waititi is one of the directors working on The Mandalorian, and he recently shared some insight on how he's approaching directing his episode. I think, is he directing one or two episodes? I can't remember. It might be two. Uh, it might be two, yeah. He did it at the Television Critics Press Tour, TCA. He said that Star Wars has a very different style from Marvel. Quote, they know that the tone of the first films really should be kind of adhered to. He's referring to the original trilogy. That's what the fans like, and you can't really disrespect it. I guess is a nicer way of saying you can't put too many jokes in. <laughs> There's a bit, definitely my tone is in there, the dialogue and stuff like that, end quote. Do you guys think that these kind of tonal restrictions that he's talking about, is it going to hinder what he does in the episode? Is, is it going to maybe make it better? I I, I don't know. I, I yeah. thought his comments, I mean, he's also yeah. talked about how excited he is and how amazing Star Wars is, what a dream, blah, 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 blah. But I right. did find these comments to be interesting. Yeah, I, I'm kind of happy to see those. I love his work and I love what he does, but I feel like his sense of humor is grounded in the real world like mm. the, mm-hmm. the perspective of the mcu has always been the real world exists as it exists and even ask guardian gods and all of the various aliens kind of have s- similar ideas and words so they have similar senses of humor right um like taser face is funny to all the aliens in guardians of the galaxy volume two mm-hmm. you know and that's like a very earthly sense of humor that is canonically exists in space in the MCU. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's really true of stuff in, in Thor Ragnarok as well. And I feel like to me, for my taste, that's a really delicate balance of star Wars of getting too real world and earthly with the humor. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, I think he's super funny. So if he's just like, I got to modulate this a little bit to, to make it feel like it's in the right vein of comedy. I trust him as an incredibly brilliant comedian right. to hit that mark. And it, it it's exciting to me that, to see him going like, uh, not like, uh, I was chained by John Favreau, but more right. like, I just need to, to make it, uh, make it work for this galaxy. Mm. Super cool. I think it's great that he's aware of it and a, and a fan enough. Cause remember a long time ago, he'd made a quote about not wanting to do a star Wars movie. Yes, he did. And it seemed some dismissive. So I'm happy to success. I'm a fan of, of a lot of what he does. I mean, I, I think I've, I haven't seen all of the stuff, but like, yeah. you know, the, the, uh, what we do in the shadows Super is, funny. is, is great. Uh, I love that kind of, uh, New Zealand humor and, uh, and what's going on. Uh, some of the other stuff is involved. And as far as Thor, like I always go to that shake wake joke, which I loved in yeah. the movie, but that was a very big, that's a pop culture-y kind of reference. Yeah. And, and, and clearly he's not going to put that into Star Wars. So, so I like it. Um, the humor, look, we, we're pretty positive about the humor in the last Jedi, but even I can admit that it, it does push the boundaries of, it's a, it's a phone call joke. Um, maybe, you know, some people don't take yeah. to that and, and I get that even though I, I think, you know, I think we come down on, on rather positive on that. Uh, but even the, like, I don't like the, some of the Finn stuff in Force Awakens, not, not like, but it, for a split second of you got a boyfriend, cute boyfriend was like, that's, that's something that I haven't seen before in Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it took me, I understand the tone thing there and it seems like he's on the right track if he's aware of it. Yeah. And that's yeah. all. Yeah. 
I think so too. But if he wants to say we're, you know, we're werewolves, not swearwolves in Mandalorian, uh, <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. I can't wait to see uh, some clips from yeah. the show. And, uh, and we should note that we're going to talk more about some of that tone stuff next week. That's right. Yes. Yeah. yes. I look forward to that. And that is the news. That's. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's the news. Uh, we actually had a lot to talk about in the news this week. There's some stuff going on out yeah. there and then more coming. And yeah, that title, that title's gonna come. 
Patience. Patience, <laughs> young It'll be there. So thank you, Jennifer, for taking us for the news. And as always, we want to do our Force Center Recommends, an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Joseph, what do we got? That is right. Since it is the week of Valentine's Day as we record and we're talking romance, there was an obvious selection, and that is Lost Stars by Claudia Gray. Maybe <laughs> one of the most straightforward. It's yeah. got all the elements of Star Wars, but at its heart. It's yeah. a romance. Mm. Really it's an obvious one. Captain Phasma. The Captain Phasma, a great romance <laughs> where a woman falls in love with her armor. <laughs> it is uh, a romance in its own way. Lost Stars is but one Lost of the Stars, best so ones out there. Great choice. Truly pure romance in that one. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. All right, we're going to dive into that topic right now. It's not just romance in Star Wars. It's also about the future of romance in Star Wars. It's a big part of it, Joseph. We like our sweeping romances. That is right. Uh, so kind of want to start by just putting romance in context uh, in Star Wars and in our own uh, hearts as fans. Obviously, it's a huge presence in the original trilogy, right? Traditional sweeping romance mm-hmm. between Han and Leia and uh, the threat of it between Luke and Leia. But then that went a different direction. Uh, and then obviously romance is huge to everything that happens in the prequels, but it's a little bit more, uh, it's different, mm-hmm. sometimes controversial. And then there's a ton of it, as I was thinking about it, in the books. Yeah. And I think a decent amount in the comics too, but like a lot of different relationships mm-hmm. in the books. Uh, and then it's been kind of in, in, a missing ingredient in yeah. in big screen Star Wars, mm. with I would say the exception of of Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I just wanted to start by asking you both how you feel about romance in Star Wars. How important do you think it is as one of the ingredients? And when it's there, what does it really add to the story? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think it's a valuable and important ingredient, and I love it. And I think it's what's built into that that DNA of Star Wars we talk about the serials and everything, and that that's kind of part of the. Adventures, you know, uh, uh, going back to the 30s. So it makes sense to me. It's why it works also, I think, works in Indiana Jones. It's Indiana Jones one's a little more James Bondy romance yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're settled down, Indy. <laughs> Treat women better. Um, but uh, I think it's a valuable part, and I do miss it. I, I love the Han and Leia episode seven. There's some different kind of romance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the big sweeping over the top, I do, I do kind of miss it. I do kind of miss it. Yeah. What do you think it adds to the story itself? To, to that question, I think I think it adds um, a full. It's 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 a full world, a fully realized world, because that's part of uh, uh, the human existence right. and and alien existence and 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 uh, 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 Twilight existence and <laughs> Ewok existence it makes the characters feel more fully yeah. fleshed out to you. Of like, yeah, they they don't just uh, fight with laser swords and blaster guns. They fall in love. Exactly. They have sexy times and babies. Yes. <laughs> Star Wars sexy times. Fully rounded characters. Uh, Jennifer, how about you? Uh, you know, I, I think I've been on the, in the past I've said, I don't really care about romance in Star Wars. But, you know, now I'm like, it's an integral part of Star Wars. The Han and Leia story is very romantic in that old Hollywood, that old, old Hollywood movie kind of way Yeah, that, you know, is so George Lucas. Um, and, and I love that. I think it's just, it's just the right amount where it doesn't get in the way. It only enhances the story and the characters. It yeah. adds extra stakes. I mean, there's already a lot of stakes going on, but it adds even more and more layers. Um, 
So I do like it. I've come around. I do like romance in Star Wars. What do it, what does it add to the story? I think like Ken said, it adds a, a realness to it. Yeah. I mean, in in every, you know, it's <laughs> I see just like the workplace. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's always going to be some sort of office romance. Well, it just so happens that this office romance is happening in space. Yeah, <laughs> in, the, in the office of the rebellion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The office of the rebellion. I never thought of those terms. Too. Right. Or yeah. if you're like stranded on a desert, desert island, you <laughs> yeah. know, some, somebody's going to get together eventually. <laughs> so it's, it's basically like that. And it's also... It enriches the characters of like Han and now knowing Ooh. Han's backstory about yeah. seeking family, seeking companionship, seeking someone he can connect with. And then he does find that with Leia. It's really, really great. Yeah. And tries to resist it and all it that tries, great stuff. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would agree with you both. The genre checklist, you even think about like comic books in the 50s that yeah. were a little bit more. Cel- uh, separated by genre, you know, mm-hmm. even like romance is its own whole own thing, along right. with mm-hmm. Western and science fiction and mystery. Uh, so it really makes sense to me as adding it into the part of the stew yeah. that is Star Wars. Um, but then I, I think about it a lot is motivation. Not only does it make the characters fully fleshed out, but when you start to break down how many things do people do mm-hmm. because they are in love. And like you have the sort of like Luke and Han bond, which is, you yeah. know, love, but not romance. Yeah. Um, but you know, what actions does Leia take because she is romantically in love with Han that mm-hmm. she wouldn't take if he, he was just a pal, uh, and same thing with what does Han learn about himself. And then on the larger, uh, side of things of just kind of romantic love as the, the hinge between the dark side and the light side mm-hmm. in that idea of how do you love someone defines like for Anakin, mm-hmm. you know, is is it that he truly loves Padme in a selfless way or is it that he cannot bear to lose her? Yeah. And that, that romance really becomes the hinge on which you define yourself of how do you express love for someone? Mm. And, and obviously mm-hmm. that can be non-romantic, but I feel like the romance makes that yeah. more powerful because it's immediate and we all know from being fully fleshed out humans yeah. that sometimes that can be more powerful mm-hmm. than the, the love of your best friend. Uh, sometimes not. Um, so anyway, let's move on to one of the more uh, uh, recent romances, which is Han and Kira. And I think that was really interesting to me because it hadn't been as present in other movies. Right. And then it was not only present, it was really highlighted. Like a choice was made to have the most stereotypical sweeping romance music play. Uh-huh. And it, I think that was a choice. And I yeah. liked that choice because it was really underlining like, Romance, like you haven't, <laughs> classic romance, like you haven't seen yeah. on big screen Star Wars in, in a long time. So yeah. I wanted to check back in yeah. on that, how you, if you guys are liking it and what you thought that romance added to Solo. I love it. I love when they re-meet, too, at, uh, at uh, uh, Dryden's uh, ship. Like, I mean, it's sort of like a 1940s movie, you know, mm. just the way she's dressed, the way it looks. It's, yeah. it's, it's so it, it added to it. But I loved it because it was, to me, it's a depiction of first love. And I love, uh, I love, love the love in it. Uh, love what Han learns from it. Love that he learns, maybe he learns later, but Kira learns first. He needs Chewie more than he needs her. Yeah. And I think I like, so it was, it was the thing. It was a driving force for him. He wants to get off to get back. But that's sometimes I think we're, you're supposed to learn from every relationship, you know, yeah. uh, even if it doesn't last. And, and Han learns some of the big lessons and Kira Seeing Han through Kira's eyes, particularly in Most Wanted, was a real 
eye-opening experience for me as a Han Solo fan. Yeah. It, it, so it added a lot to the character for me. Cool. How about yeah. you, Jennifer? I think it really, it sold me, the, the romance between Han and Kara sold me on Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. Mm. I thought that he had some some great moments. I'm thinking of the, the deleted scene, quite frankly, of that of the two of them when they get in that barrel, I think. The oh, yeah, chemistry. the eel. Yeah, the- oh, my gosh. Yeah, the chemistry between the two, I was like, that, I wanted to see that on screen because I feel like it, there was chemistry on screen, but that was like passion young love and i and i loved that and even like when they get separated um at the at the port and you know the the love in his eyes as she's being taken away and the desperation it just to me i was like wow alden ehrenreich he is han solo and it it also added uh the romance between the two of them it added a sexiness to him that I wasn't sure that he was going to be able to Ooh, have. Yeah. Because Harrison Ford just exudes that. Smoldering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just is. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I don't know. Rick. I don't know. You know, but he, he, it was there and it yeah. was rooted in authenticity because of his, of his relationship with Kira that it didn't feel like it was a put on. It yeah. was all organic, which was really, really great. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. Like, to <laughs> this is a weird sentence to get to say, but to compare the sexuality of Han Solo in the original trilogy versus the sexuality of Han Solo, like Han's got, I think, one of the most kind of straightforward, lascivious lines in Empire Strikes Back, where she, where Leia says, "Holding is not enough to get me excited," and he's like, oh. "I don't have time for anything else." Right, but you right. get him as like, "I'm a, ma- I'm a mature guy who's been around the block." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you get young, eager Solo of yeah. like, "Well, I figured we'd talk for a second, and then you know, <laughs> like, yes. like he's right. that's so real." Yes, very real, and so different yeah. in such yeah. a great contrast. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it so ups the stakes. I love that. That's the first time we see them. She pulls him into that passionate kiss because she was worried about him. And it mm. just lets you know, hey, Star Wars, we've told a lot of great stories about the bond between friends and mentors and parents. And let's have a few more. That is the bond about romance. And that mm. sexuality is a part of it mm-hmm. and a huge part of it. Um, yeah. And, I, and I, I totally agree with you that it really highlights his youth and his vulnerability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's move on then, kind of looking back a little bit there at uh, previous romances, Star Wars, and start looking into the future. And I think the biggest question is episode nine. Hmm. Is it going to be there? And I think along with that, we, we can kind of talk a little bit about how much it's been there in seven and eight, because I think we all have a lot of different opinions as Star Wars fans about have the seeds been planted or if there's big sweeping romance in episode nine, would it be coming out of the blue? I think there are a lot of different opinions, interpretations about that. It's a tough one to answer. It's a tough one because cause I, 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 one of the criticisms I think I have of, of last Jedi, I know stop the presses. I don't, you know, love everything a hundred percent. Um, I didn't, the Finn and Rose, I didn't, I didn't buy a lot of chemistry there and I got what they were going for, but it, it, it seemed like, you know, no more. You don't necessarily have time for it with what's going on. Um, uh, it just didn't hit for me. So it wouldn't be out of the blue if suddenly there's something in episode nine. We'd have a year between the story, but movie to movie, it'd be like, all right, oh, cool. They decided to make that happen. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and I don't see it coming from another another location unless it's obviously completely new characters. Okay. Do you well, want it? Do you expect mm, it? As thing, as much as I want it. Now, the way the story's been told, I don't know 
I don't know how, you know, unless it's Ray and Kylo, and I've never been a Kylo or a Raylo uh, person. I, I don't know where it comes from. Okay. So I think I'm going to have to be okay with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll break down a few yeah, options. Yeah, yeah. Throw yeah, yeah. down a few options so yeah. we can we can go through the shipping. Yeah. Uh, and see. <laughs> <laughs> right. But Jennifer, for you kind of big picture, do you want it there? Do you think it will be there? Do you think it's been set up by the previous two films? I think it needs I think it needs to be there in, in a way that's either alluded to we're just kind of simmering, you know, in the background. Okay. I don't think that we're going to see unless, and we'll go break down the specifics, but like the only possibility I can really think of right now is, is Raylo because we saw so much of that in, in uh, the last Jedi that it, to me, it makes sense to kind of continuous, continue that dangerous, uh, toxic love story. Yeah. Uh, And it kind of also, change what we what we know of star wars you know in some sense so this this is not a good romance (laughs) this is not as bad um but i think that that to me would make the most sense because i i don't yeah we'll go down okay yeah let's 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 just just do it yeah i mean i think for me i kind of agree with i don't know i can see the possibility of sweeping i would love romance to be in there especially Mm -hmm. because it is wrapping up the skywalker saga and obviously romance has motivated a lot of the Skywalker saga. So I would love to see something. And sure. I think that there is room to develop a lot of different things. Uh, but let's start with Rose and Finn. Ooh. Do you see potential for Rose and Finn, Ken or Jennifer? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I, I, oh. I, I think that's what they wanted at the end is what Ryan was going for. It was an awkward thing, but he's still got the, f- I don't think he has feelings for Ray that are purely romantic. I think Finn's just truly connected to someone you know, who he took off the mask. That was one of the first people to, to welcome him into yeah. the world as, as was Poe. But, uh, I, I think it would be on, they'd have to find it off, off the paper for me, if that makes sense. Like, even if they're like, yeah, now, Hey, Finn and Rose, they're together, right? They kissed. Yeah. And over the last course, course last year, they, they discovered they love each other. I'd still need to be convinced on screen that it works yeah. between them. Okay. How do you feel, Jennifer? On paper? I like the idea. The chemistry uh, between the two, I mean, I think that there, there's a friendship chemistry there, mm-hmm. but a romantic, I just did not see it on screen, unfortunately. With that kiss, it was a little awkward. And I don't know, maybe it was intentional because Finn still has his heart kind of maybe with Ray. Um, I just didn't feel it. And so to me, it would feel uh, forced yeah. if they got together. Mm-hmm. They'd have to do a lot of, I don't know, a lot yeah. of explaining. I feel like I don't, I feel like I, I get the intention of Last Jedi on paper. I, I, I sometimes really wonder what was the intention or what were the actors mm-hmm. given? Like, right. did they did they not get to where they were trying to go or were they not trying to get there? Was it trying to be as abrupt? Was that yes. purposeful? And maybe some of us are like, I'm not sure about that choice, but it was executed exactly as planned by the actors and they're more than capable mm-hmm. of having explodey chemi- uh, chemistry. Because we've all talked about like liking Finn's story because like, I realize this is wrong, but I have been brainwashed since I was a kid, and I don't know anything about the world. Right. I'm like a child who's really good at shooting things. Mm. And Ray's like, I'm kind of like socially a child as well. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's their bond of coming together. And mm-hmm. the relationship tracked for me a little bit there where Finn didn't really realize how much Rose was seeing him as a hero, mm-hmm. then seeing him as a real person, mm. then thinking, I can't, I don't want to see a galaxy where Finn isn't here. He's real to me. I, I, I love him. And that we could maybe pick up of like Finn's development as a character is like, oh, now I've I'm in this romance with Rose. I realize I do care about her. 
And now everything's exploding for me. Now I, my, I carry myself differently because now I, mm-hmm. now I get it. I'm in the world. I'm Perfect. with a person. My, yeah. my body is alive in a way that it hasn't been before. <laughs> Sorry to go there, but I that's what we're talking about. I found my special purpose. Yes, he can go uh, full <laughs> jerk. Uh, but you know I, what I mean? Where it's, I it, think you're it's 100% maybe right. supposed to be awkward on purpose. I, yeah. do, I do think you're right. I do think that's what was intended. The, the novel plays up, not a, not a phrase this carefully, the novel seems to play up a little bit of the angle of, a subtle love triangle, but not that Ray is jealous of 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 uh, Rose, but just kind of like, oh, I think I might have to let part of Finn go out of my life. Like this seems to be happening. She's looking at Rose and, and Finn acting on and the phone. Rose is definitely there. We get some inner monologue stuff. And Rose, yeah, Rose yeah. definitely has. I mean, as as you would because yeah. you're with this guy and all he's talking about is Ray. And, and we should Ray. asterisk that 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 yeah. a lot of fans were had strong opinions about that. And yep. Jason Fry, the author, even commented and, and said that maybe he'd look at that differently. So right. we don't need to get into all that, but into I want it. to acknowledge that there are strong feelings out there on that. Right, story. right, absolutely. Um, so I think you're right. I think it was intended that way. I, I, I just, yeah, I, 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 in a real world sense, I, I didn't know if there was chemistry there. So that, that yeah. might be just what I saw. I don't know. Yeah, that would be know. amazing if y'all sat down and yeah. there's like there are fireworks off of those two. Yeah, you know? it's a little yeah, bit of the problem with, with Portman and Christensen by the time exactly. Attack of the Clones comes up. And, yeah. there, and there was probably some real world problems there too. So it's, it's like, yeah. But but that in story though, I think you're right. I think in story that was the intention. Yeah. Finn's, Finn's, oh, interesting. Finn's a brainwashed, you know, fighter. You're absolutely right. He's just clinging to yeah. the first person he found who he made a real bond with. Right. A true, true bond with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's his perspective for most of the film. And then his mind is on other larger ideas of what does it mean to be to belong to something, yeah. and he doesn't see anything what's going on over here with Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah, interesting. Um, all right, so let's move on to uh, Finn and Poe, uh, which jacket is heat, jacket heat, in which is a, I think uh, a lot of you know creation on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll throw out my thoughts first. Of I would love to see more representation on screen, mm-hmm. and uh, and I do not want to downplay the importance of that. A part of me wants to see that story when that is fully intentionally the story right. and not kind of having to be half created by the fans on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The other thing I will say with, again, do, do noting that there are strong opinions. Uh, I really want to, I want to see gay characters on screen. Mm-hmm. I also want to see stories where men can be close as friends, as friends right. and they, and it doesn't, and that's okay too, because I think yeah. we need representation of that yeah, yeah. in society. So I would yes. love to see both stories. I want to see them intentional, mm-hmm. where two men or two women are in love, and that is the story. And I want to see stories to get away from some of the old guard masculinity stuff, where maybe Poe and Finn absolutely do love each other and the best friends ever, and they are intimate but not mm-hmm. sexually, and that's cool. Yeah, because men can be that way. I'm a big hugger of my male friends, so yeah. yes. And, and all jokes aside, that's I thought that that's what I gathered from it, but also I. I, I think you're 100 right. I agree with you there. I I don't feel it was in there, so let's not add that. Let's get it right the way a, an actual deep story yeah. from two other characters. I hope it happens. I think I think it's of the time and coming soon as we've discussed before. But I saw it more as brothers, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. Finn and Poe. And that said, like uh, yeah. you know, if they want to take that and make it work, I wouldn't be upset to see. Oh it. I yeah, don't think yeah, it that shouldn't yeah. be there. But yep. I don't. Yep. Uh, but I wish if that was the point that it had been a part of the whole series. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 How, yeah. we, how do you feel, Jennifer? Yeah, I think that when I saw Finn and Poe, it just I yeah, it just seemed like a real 
true friendship that I've seen throughout my life. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm, I'm a Latina. So, you know, uh, a lot of the men in my life have been very, they're just very, you know, like loving towards each other, you know, bro love. And also because I'm around actors a lot, they're also very loving (laughs) and touchy. And, and there, there can be a real, like, I guess you might, some people might say, Oh, there's a chemistry. What's going on there? But no, it's just like a genuine, like, I love you, man. I connect with you on this level, but there's nothing sexual about it. So I, but I can totally see how, I mean, you know, Finn and Poe had more, I hate to say it, but they have more chemistry than Rose and Finn. (laughs) So it makes more sense. Uh, And it comes from a a, a perspective of, of a want on a lot of fans. Yeah, absolutely. This is what we want. So yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, but I agree. I do feel like, uh, I mean, at this point, I don't, I don't know. uh, I don't, it's gotta be done Right. And it should be done. I hope we see it in The Mandalorian. I hope we see it in Cassian Andor. I hope it is next because uh, if it's not here, then, you know, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. It's time. It's past time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's make this let's make this happen. Let's get the Singer series that we all want. Oh, man, that would be amazing. Mm. Uh, Ray and Finn, do you feel like, uh, like we, we've all talked about that really liking their, their bond as, mm-hmm. as what we've just talked about. So uh, we don't need to repeat it again. Do you want that to change? How would you feel if it what if it d- did suddenly veer into they started in this sort of platonic meeting mm-hmm. each other, but then it moved to this other thing? Mm-hmm. It could, yeah, it'd be the Star Wars version of like when Harry met Sally. <laughs> that could work. <laughs> A true romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my favorites. Uh, totally, totally could work for me. Uh, I just, I still see it as uh, these are two people, as you described so well, like just, just living on their own little islands. And so this is the first type of connection. And it would be natural to assume on their parts in character that, hey, this is romantic, right? This is what I'm feeling. So, hey, it is, I think in my youth, I experienced a lot too, where it's like, oh, I like this person. And, and uh, that so naturally this has to be romantic when it doesn't always have yeah. to be. Um, and so I think they could go through that. I, I, yeah, I, it would work. I just see, I see the end result being we're not supposed to be together. Yeah. But that's totally in story where I could see these two characters be like, nah, that's not what we were feeling. We might have thought it, but now as we know, yeah, I got to I got to fight a war. You got to fight a war. Rose loves you. Something like that. You know, that's just my fan fiction side. Yeah. OK, cool. How about you, Jennifer? Do you see anything there? I do, there's a lot of chemistry between them. But I to me, it feels like it's a different type of movie. It's like a, like, a, a, oh, what is that movie? You know, it's like a teen, a teen romance kind of movie uh, that I <laughs> mm-hmm. don't really feel like would work with Star Wars per se. And or maybe it's because it feels too familiar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want something more epic, more grand. And to me, that's why we're gonna talk about Ray and Carlo. I kinda like the I don't want to say I'm a Raylo. Yeah. But Ray and Finn are just so darn cute. They're adorable. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's like, yeah, rated rated G love. Yeah. <laughs> rated, you know, rated like G in, love. in like elementary middle school. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're yeah. going gonna to go. What did, what did people used to say? Not go steady. That's like my mom's generation. Yeah. yeah. Go out or something. Go together. Yeah, something like, yeah, like that. Just, no, a yeah. weird phrase, but that's what it was. When I was a youngin, yeah. you guys going together? <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm super upsetting no, you're from right. lots of perspectives. That's going the together. one I had in my in elementary school too. Yeah. yeah. Shelly and Steve are going, going together. together. Oh, oh, okay. Where did that happen during lunch? Like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Where'd they go? During first recess? Yeah. Where'd they go, says dad? <laughs> uh yeah. Uh I, I yeah, I feel like Ray and, and Finn, I would have wanted that to be layered in. And i mm-hmm. I remember sitting in the theater in the moment where Finn came to Starkiller Base, not to save the galaxy, but for Ray, 
and they embrace. And I was like, oh, don't kiss, don't kiss, don't kiss. Because at, at that point, it felt like they weren't ready. It was no. would be pushing the characters too fast to have them kiss. Mm-hmm. And I just love that they hugged. And I love that they have that bond. And mm-hmm. I just think there's nothing wrong. Let's see that bond. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Friends yeah. forever. Friend, best friends forever. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So let's get to the big one then. Ray and Kylo. Raylo. Uh, I feel like t- to me that like th- there's intimacy. Totally. Yes. But I don't know if it's romantic or sexual. It's definitely I think a kind of intimacy that Ray hasn't experienced before, mm-hmm. and I think it's filling uh, a void in Kylo's soul where he has felt like the tortured one with all of this power and weight on his shoulder and he's just been treated like dynamite that everybody's afraid to touch and then here's mm-hmm. somebody else who's like you you have the power <laughs> to touch me yeah <laughs> like but yeah. but they're equally powerful so it's like you they can't the touch you, you know yeah i yeah. don't know it almost feels like the whole rogue from x-men story where like literally no one can touch her and oh. kylo's been sort of like I, i'm untouchable everybody's afraid of me yeah you you aren't, aren't afraid of me you are the same as me it starts off as just a, a real, uh, just to me, like violation of Ray's mind. He goes in there, interrogates her, yeah, right? mm-hmm. and then she finds herself she, back in his mind, and it's his first defeat in a way. And I think from that point to that, take that moment, go to the touching of the hands, and 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 when when Ray is talking about the cave, and it cuts back, and it's Kylo. I just remember thinking, yes, and it, not necessarily romantic, but I, it is. They are they are in each other's minds and, and know each other's fears and failures and that's kind of that true intimacy that yeah. a lot of things are built on so that's where it's natural i think it is the most prime for romance just but because you're a fan of ray you're like no right choose finn choose <laughs> yeah. choose a droid just somewhere else other than kylo because he's got too much problems man yeah um but yeah, you feel it, and, and, and it's it is a different. I think it's so powerful to fans, other than those who just want it, and and, and fan shipping. But it is the mo- it is a very powerful connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, down it's to true intimacy. Down to Kyla's line of like, "Don't worry, I feel it too." Yeah. Which when I first saw first weekends, I was like, "What is that really about?" And now I just feel like it's totally like we are connected. Yeah, yeah. It is so good. Uh, it just it, it's so bad, and I'm like you're saying, <laughs> yeah. I know Ray, don't do it. Uh, but she's, she, I, but I kind of want her to do it so so we can learn from her lessons. Uh, no, but I I see like you're saying, there's an intimacy that they have that could lead towards something romantic, even though it would be very bad. With Kylo, I think that he, I mean, look, we see him with his shirt off, right? I mean, it's yeah, like, we, yeah. he's putting it out there. He's like testing the waters. <laughs> well, okay, uh, let's <laughs> talk. say, I don't want to do this either. Yeah, yeah let's right. talk motivation. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that he was parading around his room topless, waiting for the random t- connection Hoping. to spark? Maybe no, it'll be no. But Maybe like, no. there was something about the fact that he owned it, as opposed to going and getting a, a robe. Cowl. He didn't put something. a cowl on. You're right. Yeah. That's true. Like, Jen, you're very he right. like actually stuck out his chest more <laughs> he's, like, he's like yeah i've been space working out yeah it was just really like okay we're going there i'm just sitting here in my room sweating but i think that they each find something within the other that that they're kind of seeking in some weird way so yeah. that's why i think it could be a really fascinating uh, yeah he's just look they're both toxic romance they're both spinning yeah. truths at each other mm-hmm. they both know each other so well so it would make some sense but it would be but it's also because that that toxic romance is part of Star Wars tradition in a way, Anakin Padme looking at you, right. yeah. where like that's why I think it feels like the most Star Warsy romance, and that's not a that's a good thing. Yeah, because even Han and Leia yeah. had their problems. 
Yeah, Han and Leia yeah. that have that we come from two different worlds. Yeah. Then Anakin and Padme have the like the rigid structures of the institutions we're in won't allow this. Right. And now it'd be interesting to get a further sort of development on that of we are bound together almost just by fate and destiny, but do we have to be bound together? Right. Mm. Do we want to be bound together in another way? Mm. Like, I mean, that would almost be fascinating if it is almost a, like, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. a, like truly them figuring out, like, do either of us, like, yeah. want this? Like, mm. some confrontation that ends up in a kiss that's then like, was that, oh, wait, no. What? <laughs> no? Does anybody, you know? And really, yeah. like, like you're saying, really tackle it head on is what it is. It's not yeah. a normal no. relationship. It would be one of those, uh, you know, so-and-so, entertainment tonight. Ray and Kylo get married in a weekend getaway. And by Tuesday, they're annulled. Yeah, yeah right. You know, one last thing. I, I do think it's interesting because, you know, in, in the other movies, the dark force is you know, Palpatine or, or other people. So I think that it's interesting that this dark force would be, for Ray, a, a romantic potential romantic thing yeah that's very that is representing the dark side yeah. and falling to that so i think that that's that's kind of a new take on yeah that. Mm. i can see that i can see it possibly their connection whether they go full romance or not really motivating episode nine mm-hmm. because she she not only hung up on him at the end of last jedi i right. think she deleted his number from her phone <laughs> yeah right yes. there was a real like i'm closing the door i tried yeah no i don't want what you're selling so I, I wonder if we could almost even be very different, but like a Vader, you know, at the beginning of uh, of Empire Strikes Back, the crawl is he's obsessed with finding Luke. Mm-hmm. Very different relationship. But what would that be like if like the war's raging on, but all Kylo really cares about is tracking down Rey and reconnecting with her in person yeah. Ooh, to resolve some yeah. sort of relationship, you know? It's Ooh. a great pitch. I don't mean Scary. to un- undercut it with comedy, but it's like, it's a great pitch, but I love that idea of just like, well, come on, one more day. <laughs> yeah, give me another answer try. Answer my calls. Yeah, oh, answer my calls. And like eyes. this whole thing, yeah, it is. Like, it's, it's got scary real scary. life. Yeah, real yeah. life. But I mean, like, toxic, but real. But it would work. It's but real. real. And like George Lucas is said, I created this for 12 year olds to wrestle with big, scary real life stuff. Yeah. And it's, that's a big, scary real life thing. That is true. So, uh, real quick. New characters? How would you feel if it was just like we we uh, step in and Poe is just absolutely in love with uh, Kristen Russell or uh, is that her Car- name? Carrie Car- 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 Russell. Excuse me, Carrie Russell. Um, Would work. Or Richard E. Grant for that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, how would you feel if it was there was some romance, but it was a little bit more on the side? Just like we're seeing Resistance fighters, you know, fight, and one of their side char- side characters is a love interest. It, it would it would it would work for me. I wouldn't it wouldn't take away. I don't know what it would add at this point. But it, again, it just it's like I always argue. Holdo and Leia have a long friendship, and I don't need to see uh, a twelve movies to prove that. To yeah, me. I just need to hear them talk. So if you give me a good scene, good dialogue right at the beginning, and it's completely two new characters. Yeah, uh, husband and wife team, husband husband team, something like that. Yeah, Matt Smith, Dominic Dominic, Dominic Moynihan. I don't know. Um, oh, I you know. That would work. It would yeah. work for me. Um, I don't need it to necessarily be people we already are familiar with. Yeah. Although I suppose Richard Grant could be Singer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I never. Yeah. Yeah. I had never thought. I'm sure many people have probably deep, thought about that. And yeah, I haven't. Th- yeah, I haven't heard that much. Yeah. That's a deep cut for sure. In the in the in the in the. But it would it would work. I mean, we already. I mean, it's we've already got. Uh, you know, uh, Wexley. Snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You're absolutely right. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, So 
We'll do an episode on that. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a whole episode on that. Um, would any of these, what do you think any of these relationships would bring to episode nine? We kind of talked about whether we want them or not, but then in terms of just kind of thinking big picture, if you got a story to tell, you got a lot of story to tell, which of these relationships would help move and tell the story? Hmm. Uh, I, 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 I I gotta say the the Kylo Ray one, yeah. especially yeah. what you're describing, yeah. and it's kind of some very fun, responsible speculation. But uh, that one wouldn't have to move it the most, yeah. You know, unless you know, it turns out you know, hi, I'm you know Luke's ex-wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, would be big. Yeah. Yeah. I, I assume you're you're thinking Raylo is the one that has the most potential for movement. For movement and to uh, literally to end the Skywalker saga, you, you got to have a, a Skywalker. So, yeah, yeah. Right? So it's got to be. Why not? Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. It would be. It's going to be dark if I think about it like that. I mean, I think it will be hopeful. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it could potentially be a tragic end. Yeah. For Kylo Ren. It could be a short dating yeah. career. Uh, Very short. Yeah, for them. Yeah. The only other, I think that's great, but I think I can also see where the decision is made where we played with the intimacy in The Last Jedi, and now it is about the fate of the galaxy, the fate of their souls, and it is not about their relationship. Mm-hmm. I could see them veering that way, and that would be interesting to me if Finn's story was this story of his whole journey to become a fully fleshed out person. And a lot of that was told with with Rose and with her being with the two of them sort of representing what are we actually fighting for? Here, yeah. here we are, two people in love who just want to settle down and live in peace. That's what we want. That that would be a really strong B story to represent. What is what is that actually at stake with the galaxy that the Skywalkers keep when, messing up? When you when you're fighting to you know save who you love, not what you hate, that exactly. whole thing to really extend what is that, that to like it's been two years since Last Jedi. We're in love. We want to get mm-hmm. married. And we want to live in peace. And that's all we care about in this battle. We're, we're fighting to give ourselves a normal life, whatever normal might yeah. be. It might be for them. But yeah, that, that's, that, that's, that would be a big, powerful thing and a great point. Yeah. yeah that, that's what's the stakes. Um, oddly enough, going to, to, to Robotech, <laughs> uh, where a couple of the characters do, there's a moment where they're like living this quote-unquote normal domestic life, and that's post-war. Mm. And then the war returns, different storyline. But yeah, there's kind of, it reminds you of like, Love was big in Robotech. Love conquered all. That was part of it. Okay. And what is that? It's this. It could, it could be this. Yeah. The, yeah. Really show us what this yeah, is. What yeah. It is. I like that idea. Yeah. Hmm. We want our kids to grow up in yeah. a, a peaceful galaxy because we already know we're going to have kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. Cool. Um, some other possibilities in romance. Jennifer, you already mentioned this. Are you hoping for romance in The Mandalorian or the Cassian Andor show? I think with The Mandalorian, I don't think it's... I don't think it's going to be the central story. I think they might dance around it. Maybe they'll have a couple episodes where we see, I mean, you have Pedro Pascal, you know, incredibly sexy man. You got to give him something like, please <laughs> give, give us the fans. Give us a little something, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. might because, I suggest rewatching season four of game of oh, Thrones. Just, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Right. But I think that, that that's like, he does it so well. And, and so it's like, it would be fun to have, have a little bit of romance. Yeah. You know, maybe, I don't know if it's Gina Carano or if it's somebody else from his past yeah. that shows up that might be interesting. Nick Nolte. <laughs> Nick Nolte. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the Cassie and Andor, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it could also happen there. Yeah. The spies, two spies. I don't Just do, do the Americans thing. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think they've already described 
you know, uh, a Mandalorian is a lone gunfighter. Yeah. So right. I think this is going to be more about that, maybe a romance on the side. But the Cassian Andor, I would love if they leaned into it. Because, yes, that's what the Americans was mm-hmm. about. It was, like, the creators say, like, yes, it was about spies. It was about, you know, Cold War tensions. But it was mostly about a marriage. Mm-hmm. And, like, how you survive, um, you know, a marriage in this exaggerated circumstances. So, mm-hmm. especially since I, I like that the tiniest drop or hint of romance that's in Rogue One that maybe Cassian and Jen would have found each other if they had lived. Right. There's just that tiniest suggestion. Mm -hmm. So it'd be fun to see, like, just like with Solo, did Cassian wrestle this before? Did he have to do some serious, like, I'm dating you because I think you know something about the Empire, but, oops, I love you. Oh, that's good. Um, He's straight up spy stuff. He says often, or says in in towards the end of Rogue One, there's just horrible things I've done in the name of this rebellion. Oh. What is uh, what yeah. could that be? Just re- rewatching Casino Royale the other day because uh, you know I, I love uh, love that movie and love that Bond um, because there's something broken. It breaks in that movie for me. At least you know oh, yeah. you're, you're more of an experienced Bond fan than I am, Joseph. But I love that angle of there's a cost to what he's the mission and what he's in this facade he felt yeah. like to put up. Eh, something with Cassian doing that? Yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting. It's in the DNA of spy stories. That, yeah. You know, Casino Royale is Fleming's first novel, and it motivates Bond throughout the mm. novels of that this spy world hurts real people, real romance. Mm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. So I would like that a lot. Uh, this is a, a quicker question. There are hints of young romance in Star Wars Resistance. Uh, Ken, do you think we're going to follow up on that? Kaz clearly has uh, a, a crush on... Sonara the pirate, right? Uh, there's been, a, I think, a little, oh. a little like mm-hmm. Tora. I think portraying Tora and, and Kaz really well as young kids who don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe they'll I, develop something. Who knows? I think so. I think so. Uh, uh, and, and I think it'll be just kind of a base level, simple version of, of of Star Wars romance. It'll be interesting. It's it's the story's not heading there directly, but. Um, yeah, not to, again. Not that we need a love triangle or anything like that, but I, yeah. I could see it developing. Yeah, yeah. It would make sense. Yeah, I love that. That has been a, a reality of the, these young kids figuring out life. Yeah, and it's complex. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I hope they do uh, some more with that. And so far, I think they've handled it really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, old romances in the future, the future <laughs> of old romances. Do you want any of them developed more in books or comics? You got your Han and Leia, Anakin, Padme, Obi Wan, Satine, Hera, Kanan. Aiden Dell. We could go on and on. Oh, wow. Uh, are there mm. more that you want? Do you feel like, yep, we got it within these relationships? Are there ones that you're like, man, I would love that book that's a romance that's about these characters' yeah. lives is, is partners? I got a couple. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, go for it. Oh, well, my, my thing is quick. Not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Jen really. closes the book. Yeah, I'm good. I'm all right. Uh, but I do think with Han and Leia, I felt like I got that mm. with Last Shot. Yes. That to me, oh, that was beautiful. That was what I've been looking for. Anakin Padme, no thank you. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, the, talk about toxic. Uh, there's just yeah. a lot of stuff going going wrong with that one. I know that you guys really like Obi-Wan and Satine. I'm sure that that's on your list. So I, I'm anxious to hear. Uh, definitely on the my pitch. list. And, and, and we have got, Thrawn Alliance has had some good, Insight into Padme and again, again, but it's back. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's a it's a tough relationship. Yeah, um, yeah. Obi Wan Satine. Oh my gosh, give me the story of their young love. Yeah, because we really only have that description, that yeah. very quick description that Obi Wan gives. I, I think Satine is a, is a great character, an interesting character. I love the way she challenges Kenobi, and for me, uh, taking 
this character of Obi-Wan Kenobi who, who is always doing right, always adhering to the codes and, and, and you need me to stay in the desert for 20 years to watch Luke, I will do it. To know that at one point he would have, you know, left the Jedi Order if she asked. Mm-hmm. If she asked, which she is asked. why you have it so well written to be so like, good. he didn't, he left it up to her. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, so that would be, fa- and, it, and it sounds like a great Star Wars story because, you know, it's described as we're on the run with bo- from bounty hunters. Yeah. And Qui-Gon is right and, there. And Qui-Gon's just like, <laughs> I'll be in the other room. <laughs> I'll be in the other part uh, of this cave we're hiding in. Don't you kids do anything. <laughs> oh, <boy>. Don't tot- <laughs> bend the code. Don't break the code, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Uh, or like that. Yeah. Um, Hera and Kanan, we've got some, right? In uh, uh, mm-hmm. I have, I've yet to read, is it A New Dawn? New Dawn. I still haven't read that one. They meet there. It's it's great. It's one of the highlights of, of that book, not one of my favorite books. It's a, It was the first canon novel in this new era. Wow. But you go back, gave us Ray Sloan um, and Drunk Cowboy Kanan uh, and, and <laughs> that stuff. And, and it actually, that's, I, I, I would want to go back and just reread that. I'd love that there too. I would like a sub-series of, of Afra and Sena who had a relationship okay. and then, oh, that's and, and right. in the comic they've returned and it's very combustible, compatible and they didn't have a good relationship, but there's oh. some heat there and everything. And that's perfect. That would be a good I, give one. me a, give me a five issue. They're, <laughs> they're crazy wild romance. Yeah. Be like a true romance or something from a Tarantino type of script. Oh I don't God. know. I, I yeah. could be on board for that. Yeah. Give me awesome. a movie. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to buck the system and say, yeah, yeah of course, Obi-Wan and Sadine, but I would love, a novel that is just truly focused on the relationship of Anakin and Padme. Because I think because it is complicated and because I think it deserves a little bit more exploration Mm. where we get a little bit more to Padme's perspective. Yeah, okay, that's good. When they're in the heat of the Clone Wars, you know, uh, and she questions things. And maybe even getting to see... Um, I haven't got a chance to read it yet, but I saw a good review of the Anakin one shot where it's, he's just, he's being good. And I do think that most of our storytelling with Anakin, it's always got that hint of, and he's, he, it'd be great to see a, a book where she questions, but then Anakin is being wonderful mm-hmm. and you get a, just a little bit more cement of what we know is fact, but we don't always get to see that Anakin did spend a lot of his life as a true hero right. and that mm-hmm. didn't see that that's who she's in love with as mm-hmm. well as the damaged parts would be cool to me. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Forward by Jennifer Landa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you turn the page? It just says, nope. nope. It just says, forward by Jennifer Landa. I didn't need this, but good for you. <laughs> but but I love this book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joseph did amazing and turned it around. Awesome. Uh, so this is a, a question that we could do a whole episode on, but I just wanted to check in about Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in the expanded universe, Mara Jade, super well-developed yeah. uh, romance. Right now, an open book. Do you want it to remain an open book? Or do you want Luke's romantic history filled in? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. as, as someone who wasn't a super fan of Mara Jade, gets, I get the appeal and the importance of the character. I, I just never was a super fan of her. Um... Even Mark Hamill said in his own backstory, Luke had a wife and she died and all kind of stuff. We know it's not canon. There's something intriguing there about Luke giving that a, an old college try in a sense of like, hey, maybe a Jedi can have a f- loving relation, yeah. romantic relationship and still be a Jedi. Let me try that because it definitely seems he was ch- challenging, learning, questioning, you know, wants to burn the sacred text, but still like, but those are sacred Jedi texts. Yeah. Like, and the conflict there, I could see some kind of ill-fated love. Yeah. How about you, Jennifer? 
Yeah, I, I liked Mara Jade, and I was hoping that we would have gotten something in the uh, sequel trilogy, and then we we didn't. So I'm like, well, I don't know. At this point, I feel like the the ship has sailed. Maybe we could find out something in in nine about a lost love or something, or maybe we get it in a book. But now, I don't know. Maybe we just keep it a mystery. Yeah. There's something yeah. appealing to me that's just sort of like uh, a part of Star Wars that is a mystery that you can kind of have your own headcanon if you want. Yeah. is interesting. There's also just what we know of his time in between Jedi and the sequel trilogy, that he's out discovering the Force. And it does seem to me like one of the things would be like, what is a relationship? That's a part of the Force. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe it's even like some like, Hey, I met a Force-sensitive person, and we communed in this weird romantic yeah. way within the Force. And what does that mean? And I would be interested in a story like that, but I, I don't feel a burning need to know. I, like, I don't feel a burning need, but what we're talking about describing what you're saying specifically is more interesting to me than, Ray, you're my daughter, and here's your mother, because that's the Ray side of it. You know, yeah. but to see what Luke learned or lost and some something that happened there that's yeah. interesting not that not that if she's ray ray is the the kid of the skywalker that's fine with me i'm just saying that's more interesting what is luke what did it teach luke versus just a plot point yeah, yeah. here's your mom exactly surprise mm-hmm. exactly and like for people who love marjade they got a long developed relationship right yeah yeah cool uh final questions wrapping up here do you think there will be a straight-up romance, romantic comedy, Star Wars thing on screen ever. Do you want that? What's your pitch? Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, surpri- I'm surprising myself today. I actually, That's I'm kind best. of into it. I'm, I'm into this, and I, but I think about it in terms of like, okay, what about like a Bonnie and Clyde, two Ooh. bounty hunters, or if you want to go a different oh. route, like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith, okay. you know, these two spies, speaking yeah. of Cassie and Andor, that to me would make it so it's not like a cheesy romance. It's it's a toothy, you know, gritty romance. <laughs> toothy romance. I don't know if that's a good combination. I love where Jen's going today. Jen's this going is places. weird. I'm sorry. Uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, Let's roll up our it. sleeves and get into some toothy romance, everybody. <laughs> Oh gosh! But you guys get it, you yeah. know, like something you're pitching something I like. Yeah. Dangerous, you I know. Like this, yeah. yeah. So that it's it just would fit in with the Star dangerous, Wars world. Dangerous, sexy. Yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah. Totally cool costumes. That's where my went. My mind went to not the, the Mister Mrs Smith idea is is great, mm-hmm. mm. but the, my mind went to yeah, like bounty hunters on the run. Yeah, yeah like a little bit of suggested with Hera and Kanan of like when they're mm-hmm. getting by and they have this romance, but people were like, we are committed, we are in a romance mm-hmm. that does. And the movie's kind of about that, but on the mm-hmm. surface, it's that they got a job to do. Exactly. It's a road movie. I mean, it's, you know, oh. it's Blues Brothers with uh, two bounty hunters in love. <laughs> <laughs> we know Cad Bane and R. Singh had a little time in, uh, oh, in yeah. the cabin, so uh, you know, maybe that could work, too. Uh, all right, get in here. Uh, come for the Star Wars, yeah. stay for the euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what do you have a do you I, have a desire for this, Ken? Do you have a pitch? I, ha- I have a uh, what Jen has pitched is really interesting to me. It's oh different to me. I don't romantic comedy Star Wars would never work though. The Office, <laughs> rom- it just it just yeah. We I got mean, it enough with. I mean Han Han and Leia, especially in Empire. It's a it's, it's a, a romantic, romantic comedy. comedy. You're right. Yeah. It, it really is. One of my favorite scenes with Leia uh, for her character is is the and get to your transport scene right because that shows her as a leader and she stays and 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 but it's also got this great Han there and he goes for her and she goes to the other side and, and like yeah. that's that's I think what Irvin Kershner and the team did so well in Empire so I think we already got it in a way not that we couldn't do a whole series but uh, um, I, I I like what 
I think it would need some story behind it. And and the Mister, I'm a rebel. She's an imperial. <laughs> We're gonna figure this out. Yeah. Oh or, yeah. Or we just have an anthology series, The Nine Loves of Lando, and we just <laughs> <laughs> oh the Nine gosh. Loves of Lando. <laughs> nine episode season. He would be oh. so offended by that time. Yeah. Like, only nine. Only nine. Come on. You're only oh. covering nine of them. So many more. Uh, my final pitch is not at all creative. It's just something that I think is realistic and could happen. I think a great romantic Star Wars film would be an animated movie version of Lost Stars. 100%. I think is an actual possibility uh, in and Disney+. Plus. I love that idea. Stream that into our hearts right now. Yeah. Lost Stars. <laughs> Directly. Come on, Uncle Bob. <laughs> Come on. Let's hear that on your next call, Yeah, that's Bob. the next call. We're going to stream this directly into uh, Joseph Scrimshaw's heart. Oh, feels uh, so good and also scary. Uh, so that is our look at the future of romance. Again, know that there are a lot of opinions. Mm-hmm. Know this is a complicated topic. Those were our opinions, our perspectives. We know there are a million more out there if you want to share them with us feel free share in a in a happy positive way and we love a more discussion and that is our look at the future of romance absolutely thank mm-hmm. you sir well done a lot to think about there yeah an absolute lot out there pitches pitches your ideas pitches your you know the romantic comedy could be singer and condor at home during peacetime <laughs> they have that great trip they take in the aftermath oh, that's series. right like a beach vacation uh the han and leia uh, the the uh, post uh, Kylo teenage years. There's a lot there. Let us know your ideas. We appreciate it. We'll tell you at the end of the show where to find us if you're a new listener. As we do every week, I'd like to take some audience questions. We got some here. We're going to go through. Uh, Jasper Elways asks this. Do you guys think Leia and Luke ever got around to learning to speak uh, Wookiee, Sherwook, or just let Han and 3PO translate for Chewie? <laughs> Jasper, this is a great question because this popped in my head recently. Joseph, what do you think? Uh, I want to think that Leia would try to learn mm-hmm. with that much time. Mm. Uh, you think that, I mean, Luke's out there learning everything. You think he could maybe pick up uh, the language of one of his best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it also occurred to me is maybe like a headcanon thing. Maybe it's in real life language is harder to learn as you're older. Yes. Maybe Sherwood is really hard if you didn't pick it up young. Yeah. And so like maybe Luke and Leia try, but they're still nowhere near as proficient as yeah. Han or a droid. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Jen? I think it's conversational. I think that they know <laughs> some key phrases, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I'm sure that they have some sort of like du- Duolingo or something for in Star Wars at that point. So they could translate or will they, well, what the heck? They have, of course, 3PO to translate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that they did a little bit. But it's really tough to learn to learn Shrewok. Yeah, very difficult language. There's the I, I, I rewatched the scene in Force Awakens where where Han and Leia see each other again. And Chewie walks up to Leia, hugs her, and says a bunch of stuff, and then she just kind of nods. Mm. So either she does understand, or she's just blowing him off. <laughs> he's like, uh-huh, sure, Chewie. Sure, 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 sure. I'm sure that meant something. Yeah, I always see it, it's, I think it as a hard language to learn in, in terms of speaking. Um, Ray understands, Luke, Luke understands, right? I mean, you know, Chewie throws that door open to Last Jedi, and they're communicating their own oh, way that yeah but mm-hmm. but you know it's like i can understand spanish more than i can speak it maybe it's that kind of thing and again late life maybe it's harder um russian my grandparents speak russian and and i'll pick up a word here and there but uh, other than das nieta and da i can't say anything you okay. know if i put my mind to it and bought some tapes maybe and i don't think no one in this galaxy has bought some tapes <laughs> What are those tapes the R2's mm-hmm. carrying? Oh, Wookiee language <laughs> tapes. Uh, thank you, Jasper. Josh, uh, Josh Sweetie 
Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong, but we love, that's a tradition here at Fort Center. Uh, question. I love that question. We often talk and speculate responsibly about characters that may get their own standalone films and series. But what about focusing on a specific event similar to Rogue One? If each of you had a choice, what event would you like to see get made into a film or television series? Another great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, another great question. Jen, do you have anything on your mind? Any specific event? Oh, my gosh. I, I can't even think. The only thing I could think of was, well, Rogue One. So many people were asking, well, where, where are the Bothans in this one? <laughs> All right, let's All right. have a movie where we address the Bothans. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, it's the sacrifice that they made. Yeah, I mean, you would get the story of how did the Death Star two come about so quickly? Right, it took so long to build the first Death Star. How did they get the second one moving? Where they get them ky- kyber crystals? Right. All that. Mm-hmm. 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 Answer all those questions. Yeah, uh, something official about the Battle of Tanab. Like I know there's maybe legend stuff and everybody yeah. knows something new about that. Um, I trying to think of specific events. I always joke about the rise of Chief Chirpa, but in my head, yeah. I have <laughs> I have kind of this weird Game of Thrones like story of of Chirpa emerging as a hero and saving Bright Tree Village and and taking the throne in some kind of weird way. You like got I, like Game of Thrones with the Ewoks in your mind too. I, of like I really how did, do. How did Chirpa uh. become chief? How did yeah. he consolidate power? This is great. Hashtag for the, for the wooden throne. <laughs> uh, I, it started as a joke with me, and Jen's got the, got the landscape uh, of the Ewoks. I'm just renting the space here. But, but um, <laughs> there's something there, too, when I think of history. When I'm looking at Star when I'm looking, because the Rogue One was so specific. John yeah. Noel had a great, hey, what about this line? And there's other things I'm sure you could point through, but I'm also thinking about what came before we saw it. Yeah. You know? yes. So we go to Bright Tree Village, there's, Chief Trooper old. He's got low gray whispering in his ear, like Baelish or Varys <laughs> or a hand of the king, not doing all the things right. What, yeah. What's the story there? Yeah. Oh, man. That's I would good. like that. Uh, yeah. When you play the game of Wooden Thrones, <laughs> you <laughs> win or we eat you at a banquet. Yes. Uh, That's what happens. Uh, for me, I think, I know it's been covered a lot, but I would be interested in something that really dives into Order 66 just as an event. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think uh, we might get that in the video game, but I was thinking, like, man, it'd be really cool to see, like, see it from a clone trooper's perspective, see it from a Jedi's perspective, a Jedi we don't know. And, like, what was that like? What is the fallout for both of them? What did it feel like as a clone to have that just switch in your head? That is a great, on Disney Plus, Bob, uh, great HBO, Band of Brothers, the Pacific type of show they do yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, You're right. War on the ground and seeing it. Again, the nine loves of Lando. We got the nine episode arc, ten episode arc, but <laughs> you could do six uh, of each episode focusing on not the same event, but a Jedi, a Padawan, yeah, a clone trooper. That's good. This and that, and that. Seeing it from all those different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. The only good. other idea I had is the creation of the dark saber. I think that would be cool. Oh, oh, ooh. You that's got good. some Jedi. Yes. You got some Mandalorian. Yeah. Ooh, that's good, too. And there's a lot of stuff there. Siege of Mandalore. I think we're going to get all that kind of good stuff. Ooh, good question, Josh. You got us thinking. Good to Patreon we go. We always take questions from Patreon. You can, we'll tell you where to support us later. Dillian, uh, Dylan Cicero says, what's the likelihood we see Batu in episode nine? And what circumstances could it appear? Uh, Batu, Jen. It might be too much. Yeah. I, I feel like it might be too much if they're like, and here is Batu, which you can mm-hmm. go to in Disney Works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't... Th- think if anything i could hear them mentioning it but that that's about it we're like, getting the books like black spire and, and yeah and exactly got it, like got, that. It, got it yeah yeah mm-hmm. I, I agree i think i think there's a chance i would say like a 25 percent chance that they do go there but i think especially with all of the other content they're giving to it between the books and the comics and the commercials that you saw the auditions for mm-hmm. that it would feel too i mean star wars sells toys that's one of the things it does it sells stuff 
right. as well as tells the stories, but I think it would feel a bit too much. The other thing that I worry about is I feel like that they want that be, to be there for a long time. I feel like it has to be a little open-ended. Mm-hmm. If like one of the significant battles of the first order and the resistance happens there, I, you know, mm. it's like if you visited Hoth and you know it for that one battle right. instead of this totally new open-ended place that kind of exists in this era yeah, where you can have different adventures. Right. I, it locks it in. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Exactly. Especially because Batu is set in this resistance era, right? Yeah. So right. it's like it might be too close. Look, I would have thought 0% chance until we've, we've now we've seen this push emerge. I think you're right, Joseph. I think it's the push is focused other places. But now it would be like, well, I mean, cynical as I may seem, it seems like maybe they told JJ to put something in. Yeah. But but I, I think it would be one, one step too many. Yeah. 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 Certainly not a significant event. Maybe Correct. Finn can have a drink there and, right. and push off. <laughs> the opening crawl begins with Finn is drinking on Batu. <laughs> he has to stand because there aren't that many chairs. Yeah. Exactly. They want you to keep moving. But he bought his own personal droid. <laughs> Final, thank you, Dylan. Final question. Martin Gritten, Grinter asks, I apologize if this question is too deep and serious, but where will Kylo's scar be in episode nine? <laughs> the battle oh. of the Kylo scar. Yeah. yeah that is. Looking back. That was a harbinger of things to come. Yes. <laughs> this is not going to go the way you think. The way you thought. Yeah. Uh, Jen, where do you want a scar to be? Where, I mean, at this point, it'd be weird if it moves again. Yeah, right? So they got to keep it where it was, unless it's just, no, you have to have the scar. You have to have something there. And it's got to be from where the last Jedi yeah. scar was. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, that would be just too literal of, I don't think that, like, I know some fans do, but I don't think Abrams and Johnson are fighting over no. the story. But mm-hmm. If Abrams did move his scar back a half an inch, that would be just sort of a literalization of that concept, which I don't think is true. It'd be the internet. Yes. It would be petty. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think there could be interesting story possibilities. Did he have it removed? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, kill the past, including my scar. Including my scar. I want it removed. Or is his face just covered in scars? Or he's like, Ray, do you, do you like my scar? I'll keep, I'll keep it. I'll keep my scar. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's a great question, Martin. Yeah, I mean that was, I mean that first trailer. Whew, everyone had a had an opinion on where that scar was, and uh, you know Ryan had a I forget his exact statement, but he acknowledged that he moved it. Yeah, because he thought yeah. the way it lined up, it it was distracting because it was like too right up the middle of his head face. Right. Yeah. yeah, so JJ do better scars. Um, yeah, so I think <laughs> I think you're stuck with this one there. I think it's going to stay right where it is right now, or maybe gone completely. Thank you, Martin, Dylan, Josh, and Jasper. Great questions. If you have a questions or a thought on today's episode, you can reach us at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Force Center. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. We have a website ForceCenterPod.Podomatic.Net, which has a snail mail address on there. If you want to send us something, tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center is where you can buy merch for Force Center. Tweet a pic and we'll reshare it. Podcast is available on Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Tune In, and on YouTube, we got the animated databank brawl still on there, and a lot of other things. Jen uh, puts a rebroadcast or databank brawls with some uh, great little pictures, and Alex Damon's got the intro for it there. We got a fan section. If you want to make a fan video, let us know, uh, send it to us, and if, if we like it, we'll pop it up there. A lot of things going on, on the YouTube page, and Force Center. 
Patreon, Joseph, we we changed some things up. Yeah, there was a major reconstruction on patreon.com slash force center. We have uh, some new goals and we have some new tiers, all sorts of things we're building towards the possibility of a live show, more uh, movie commentaries, possibility of a comic book, Star Wars comic book show. So if you want to help us keep going and keep growing, go check out patreon.com slash force center. Absolutely. We're almost out of here, but we got some things we're working on ourselves in our own careers outside of Star Wars and in Star Wars. Uh, Jennifer, what do you got? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Jennifer Landa. I'm always cooking up something <laughs> Star Wars related. <laughs> Who knows what you might see? Who knows? Joseph. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com. In particular, check out that live shows page uh, for all the upcoming stuff. I got uh, some shows coming up in Los Angeles, and like I said, uh, if you're a Doctor Who fan, I'll be at Gallifrey One this coming weekend, uh, so go uh, come find me there. Say hello. Absolutely. You can find me at Cadnapsock, and follow me, Instagram, Twitter, all the normal spots there. I, I will be trying to confirm some live shows with uh, Mark Ellis, uh, but if you see a date for Mark Ellis, it does not always mean that Josh and I will be there. Um, <laughs> check first, but just go see Mark Ellis if you have the chance, but we're trying to lock up some stuff and give you some information on that, so follow me so I can let you know. That is it for all the love in Star Wars and all the love we've yet to discover. We'll see you next time. This was Force Center. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.